You know, it's always amazing to me to look at the grades on Pro Football Focus and compare them with the comments on this channel. That's what tells me that the people who watch here and comment here are really, really smart because the grades on Pro Football Focus, which are dispassionate guys just watching football, grading each player play to play, they mirror almost exactly what the takeaways are of the commenters. And that's interesting to me. We'll talk about the grades on Pro Football Focus. We'll also talk about the matchup this coming Sunday between the Colts and the Titans, which I think really favors the Colts. I love this game for the Colts. I love the Titans coming to town. Colts coming off that win against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. As improbable as people might think it was, and as caused by the Chiefs doing some things that that weren't representative of a winning franchise, you know what? You don't apologize for winning. And a lot of times in the NFL, in fact, more often than not, you lose games in the NFL instead of win them. The Chiefs lost that game. Colts don't need to apologize for that at all. We'll talk about the Indiana Hoosiers. Hoosiers practicing, getting ready for what is supposed to be kind of this resurgent year. Pacers, their camp opens today. We'll talk a little bit about the Pacers, and we'll talk about what Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator of the Bills, should do, not what he did do. Two completely different things. This is Breakfast with Kent for Tuesday, September 27th, 2022, brought to you by the great people at BUSR. BUSR, sports wagering, this is the place to do it, okay? And I'll tell you why. You go to BUSR.com backslash Kent, and you deposit initially up to 1000 bucks. they're going to match it dollar for dollar in free play. And if you deposit more than $100, they're going to give you 25 casino chips to play with as you will. Subscribe, like, ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live. And if you want to donate, donate. I see the donations immediately. And if you ask a question with your donation, I see it. I answer it. That's the way we work. And if you subscribe and you like this video, you're entered to win what is in this prize egg. The last two weeks, uh, week one was Miles Turner autographed jersey. Week two, a Goose Gossage autographed baseball. Giving away some of the sports memorabilia because I think it's fun. And that's how I choose to do stuff. I choose to do stuff that is fun. Now let's talk about sports. Let's talk about the Colts and their grades on Pro Football Focus and how they are very, very similar to the way you look at the Indianapolis Colts, all right? Um, people on the, the, the making the comments, fans, don't think that there's great depth at the wide receiver position for the Colts. Guess what? Right. Michael Pittman Jr. is more than 20 points graded 20 points higher than anybody else but Ashton Doolin in terms of wide receiver play for this team. He, and, and for those who have, uh, have uh, gotten more than 20 snaps per game, Pittman, then Doolin, and then you got a bunch of guys in the 50s. And, and you can't have that. Pierce showed some signs of awakening from his slumber. A poor first game in Houston. Second game he didn't play. Last Sunday against the Chiefs, he played pretty well. And that's a step in the right direction. Of the 33 quarterbacks, Matt Ryan is ranked 27th. 
that isn't going to get it done. He's going to have to be better. And that starts with protection. He needs time to be able to step up. We saw what he could do when he can step up when he's got time in that final 16-play drive that won the game for the Colts on Sunday. Matt Ryan needs protection. Where is he not getting it? Here's the good news about the Indianapolis uh, offensive line. Four starters, Smith, Pinter, Kelly, and Nelson, have played every offensive snap, all 213 of them. At the left tackle position, you haven't had an injury. You've had Matt Pryor, and he gets spelled periodically by Bernard Fryman, uh, Ryman, Fryman, uh, Woody Fryman. He, portly enough, as he played Major League Baseball back in the 70s, probably to be an offensive lineman. However, it's Bernard Ryman at left tackle. The, uh, the guy who's unlike the others, as has been pointed out many times on this channel in the comments, Danny Pinter. Danny Pinter, not good. The other guys, all grade between 66.8 and 75. Smith on the low end, Nelson on the high end. Danny Pinter is at 50.5. That's got to change. Danny Pinter either has to improve at his job or he's going to lose his job. I like Danny Pinter. Ball State graduate, wonderful guy. He got to stop guys from getting to the quarterback and right now he's getting picked on as people do. If you show you can't do your job at the highest level, defensive coordinators are going to pick on you, and that's what's happening with Danny Pinter. Uh, tight ends, totally mediocre. The running backs, okay, not great. However, they got to block better. If they are called on to stop a blitz, they got to stop the blitz. That's not what they're paid to do. Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor were not drafted based upon their ability to pass block and pick up blitzes, but you got to be able to do it when necessary. One of the things that made Walter Payton one of the best running backs in the history of the NFL was his ability to pick up a blitz and stone a guy on his way in. Walter Payton was a great, not good, great blocker as he played from 1975 to 1987. Uh, the defensive line, really good at three spots. You can guess where it's not been really good. Hopefully that turned the corner this past week as Yannick Ngakwe played a little bit better than he had throughout the first two games. Hoosier Films, thank you very much. Prior right guard, Pinter too small for guard. You know what? Something's got to happen. If you can get Ryman up to the point where he can hold down the fort at left tackle and not get trucked by a bull rush, you can slide Pryor over and you're probably in better shape. I think you're right. Commenters. Commenters always know. Uh, but like I said, the D-line pay, Stuart Buckner, all above 75, and uh, graded among, uh, Stuart and Buckner are graded among the top 20 defensive tackles in the NFL. And Gakwe graded 99th out of 101 defensive ends. That hopefully, like I said, that turned the corner this week. We like Ngakwe. Uh, Colts linebackers, really good against the run, not so great in coverage. And we've seen it again and again and again. Franklin and Okereke get exposed in coverage. Speed not great in coverage. Speed unbelievably good against the run, though. And this week, Colts against the Titans, and the Titans love to run the football. Colts have a real chance to, to win this game, get to 2-1-1, one, one, because what the Titans like to do syncs with what the Colts are really good at, and 
What the Colts are really good at syncs with the, what the Titans are not very good at. Uh, safeties, look, uh, the safety group, not so good so far. Blackman and Cross, not good. McLeod, okay. Thomas, okay. But uh, Blackman and, and Cross have not been good so far. Cornerbacks, Kenny Moore, among cornerbacks, ranked 92nd of 102. Look, you want an extension, you want the big fat money, you got to make the big fat plays. And Kenny Moore not doing it to this point. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, 13th among cornerbacks. And Isaiah Rogers, uh, Brandon Faison, both good. So the quarterback position minus Kenny Moore. And this isn't me saying it. I'm not grading Kenny Moore down. This is pro football focus. Unjaundiced eyes looking at the game from a dispassionate place. Us, we look at Kenny Moore, we see the same thing. We see Kenny Moore two steps behind the receiver that he's assigned to cover. That's problematic. Uh, Colts, minus three this Sunday against the Titans. Like I said, really positive matchup. The Colts run defense, number three in terms of yards against, number one in yards per possession. So it's not just that teams aren't running against the Colts. When they run, they're not going anywhere. The Titans' defensive uh, uh, rank against the run, 29th. This is a team that doesn't like to be run against. The Colts love to run. The Titans love to run, and the Colts stone runs. So you stop Derrick Henry, you get Jonathan Taylor rolling, and this game belongs to the Colts. Let's talk about Indiana basketball for a minute. This is getting going, and I'm excited about Indiana basketball. I think that this is a year where they could turn the corner. They have tremendous experience, skilled experience, not just enough to have experience, and they got some youthful enthusiasm, too. When you bring in guys like Jalen hood Shafino and Malik Renault, you're going to see an uptick both in youthful enthusiasm and in skill and depth, right? Yes. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis, Race Thompson, both are uh, have been around for a while, and both are really good players. Uh, but the key to this team, to me, is Jordan Geronimo. If Jordan Geronimo can find a way to knock down threes, if he can get to where he's a 40% three-point shooter, this team becomes national championship conversation worthy because he can defend three or four spots. He makes switching easy and productive. You got Xavier Johnson at the point, right? You've got who knows who's going to play the two. Uh, you, you've got Jalen hood Shafino. You, you've got um, you got other guys who, who potentially are at the two. Tamar Bates could play the two. If you've got Geronimo instead of uh, it, it, Miller Cop playing the three, you got a real chance to be very, very good. And then, like I said, in terms of the bench, you know, we don't even talk about Logan Duncan. Logan Duncan was a pretty high-class recruit that Indiana got with Logan Duncan and Anthony Leal and Malik Renault and Jalen hood Shafino. You've got depth coming off the bench, and this team could be really, really good. But I think the straw that stirs the drink is Jordan Geronimo. Hopefully, he put in the time this offseason to get that three-point shot down. Let's talk about the Pacers. Media day yesterday. Camp begins today. Pacers not given a lot of national respect. In fact, not discussed on any level except in terms of the power rankings, 
where the, uh, the Pacers settle into the high 20s. Only 30 teams in the NBA, and the Pacers are like 26, 27, 28th as, as people look at, at the strength of NBA teams. They are 500-1 to to win the NBA title. But they've got a lot of talent. They got guys. You look at Benedict Matherin, who is a rookie. He was drafted number six overall. You've got Jalen Smith, who's going to start at the four. He was drafted 10th overall. Tyrese Halliburton was a 12th overall pick. Miles Turner was number 12 for the Pacers back in 2015, but he healed a number six overall pick. Chris Duarte, number 13, Isaiah Jackson, a first-round pick. They got lots of pedigree, draft pedigree on this roster. Goga Batadza, a first-round pick for God's sake. Goga, love Goga. Goga, at, at some point, we're going to see him explode. His potential is great as a player. He is a native of Wartorn, Georgia, not the state of Georgia, just to dispel any kind of uh, a- any kind of thoughts to the contrary. You see somebody's from Georgia, all of a sudden you think Atlanta, Albany, Macon. No, he's from Soviet Wartorn, former Soviet Wartorn, Georgia. Um, Pacers aren't going to be very good this year, but they got a chance if they can sync together and some of these guys can really take a step up in class. They got a chance. You put Isaiah Jackson and Jalen Smith and Benedict Matherin and Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald together, you got a real chance. Miles Turner at the five, can he stay healthy and is he going to be traded? Of course he's going to be traded. We know that. That's the way it goes uh, in the NBA. But the Pacers are building from within. They're building with young talent. And they're going to be more exciting as time goes on. Here's what Ken Dorsey should do. Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator of the Bills, he apologized yesterday for his blow-up in the suite. No! Before yesterday, did you have any idea or Sunday that Ken Dorsey was the offensive coordinator of the Bills? No, this is a branding opportunity. He became the guy who broke the laptop. Be the guy who broke the laptop. Yesterday, he apologizes. What are you doing? Don't apologize. Own it. Yeah, I break laptops. When we lose, I'm going to break a laptop. This is what I do. I'm going to take that damn thing. I'm going to raise it over my head. I'm going to bring it down on the counter, and I'm going to smash it to bits every time we lose a game because I get pissed off. That's who you got to be. That's who you are. That's who we know you as. This can be marketed. You can make money with that guy, the apology guy. You can't make any money being the apology guy. What are you doing, Ken Dorsey? This is an opportunity to earn and win. I try to help people. Birthdays. Fred McDowell, Joe Polizzi, happy birthday. The great Nate Taylor, the great Phil O'Keefe, happy birthday. Timmy Howard, celebrating her birthday, brother of the great Matt Howard. Allegra East, happy birthday. Tanner John uh, Watkins, happy birthday. John Shercliffe, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Lift people up. Be a force for good. Be somebody who makes somebody else smile. Be somebody who gives other people an opportunity to go home and say, listen to what somebody told me. It's a nice thing to do. Do that and subscribe and like win what is in this prize egg. Can't wait to talk to you this afternoon inside Indiana Sports Now right at 4 o'clock.